0: Here we are at the end of the alphabet. It's been a long time coming. Do you remember what the world was like before we started this podcast? Oh aye, a time when you could plug your headphones into your iPhone. And Obama was still president. Before Captain America had his civil war and we first saw Spider-Man in a movie. Again. It was before I ever read a Warrior Cats book. And Doctor Who was a man.
1: Weird. Girls, what are you talking about? It was only three years ago. Come on, let's get ready to record.
0: Hey, do you remember when he had hair? Nah
1: I'm Mark Adams and welcome to episode thirty-six of Mark Smith's podcast, where with my daughters Charlotte and Catherine
0: <laughs> I tried to warn you. Catherine, Charlotte, Charlotte, and Catherine, Catherine, Charlotte, Catherine, Charlotte, Charlotte and
1: Catherine. We look at the world of geekery using the alphabet as our guide, and we've arrived there. We are at the end of the alphabet. We are at Z. Thank you very much, girls. We're going to look at three things, uh, beginning with Z. We are not going to be looking at zombies because na- none of us are really into our horror. And we're not going to look at Zenith, the 2000 AD superhero, even though it was one of my first characters that I met when I first started collecting 2000 AD, thank you Grant Morrison, back in 1987. We're going to be looking at three different things. Later on, we'll be talking to you about a competition to celebrate the end of our alphabet. And you'll have to contact us about that competition via email
0: at my Mark's mess at gmail.com on twitter at marksmesspodcast without the t
1: on our webpage marksmesspodcast.blogspot.com and our facebook page
0: marksmesspodcast
1: that, all that out of the way shall we just go straight into our first Z oh, wow. they, these zeds are going to come from Charlotte's Love of Percy Jackson Catherine's obsession with re-watching Doctor Who again and again and again, and uh, my fi- finding a hundred-year-old hero. So Charlotte, tell yes. us about your Zed.
0: Well, oh, my Zed is Zeus.
1: Who is Zeus?
0: He is a Greek god, or otherwise known as a, in his
1: Roman form as Jupiter. Right, so tell us about Zeus, especially within the Percy Jackson universe.
0: Well, he was Lord of the Sky, Justice, Lightning and Honour.
1: And who is he to Percy Jackson? His uncle. His uncle. Okay, yeah. Who? who's Percy Jackson's dad then? Poseidon. Poseidon who? Poseidon. Okay, that's the god of water. Yeah. Or something like that.
0: The sea, technically. Uh, Zeus was king of the gods, so he was. Okay. He ruled over all the gods.
1: Okay. What does he do in the books?
0: Well in the first the very first book, Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief, so someone steals Zeus's bolt of lightning. Well he had made by some Cyclops, who was then killed by Apollo.
1: And who's Apollo?
0: Zeus's son. Apollo and Artemis are Zeus' twins. Ah. Apollo is the god of archery, music, healing, all that besides. And Artemis is the goddess of like hunting and archery as well and stuff
1: like that. Well, so Artemis is a, 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 a lady god. A goddess. Sorry, I wasn't listening to you so I didn't hear that bit.
0: Zeus is also one of the big three. So the big three are Poseidon, Zeus and Hades and they're the ones that have the most power.
1: Now I know that Hades is a god of the underworld. Yes. And within Greek mythology that's quite a big thing with the river Styx. Yeah. See how much I know there?
2: <laughs>
0: And if, like, one of the gods has a demigod, so, like, a child of the human, then they're considered very powerful, and they attract the monsters, like, the most. Oh, so, right. in Camp Half-Blood, where Percy Jackson kind of half lives, which is a camp that's safe for Half-Bloods.
1: Basically, Hogwarts.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Um, there's three cabins for, like, one for each of the gods, and they're not really occupied that much.
2: Because
0: right. Because there's, they're not, they made a treaty where they're not supposed to have children, but then they all broke it.
1: Oh right, yeah. Uh, when there, there's all sorts of things like I think it was Zeus became a swan so he could woo a woman. When would you go out with a swan? No. No.
0: His his um like weapon is his master bolt.
1: So the lightning from Percy Jackson and the Lightning Thief.
0: Yeah. And his birthplace is Mount Ida.
1: Mount Ida? I thought it was Mount Olympus. Olympus. I see. I, I don't know that much about the background to Greek gods. Well, Most of what I know is from Marvel Comics, so that doesn't help when you've got Hercules.
3: His
0: I think his parents were Gaia and Kronos, who both turned evil and were both killed while Gaia was put to sleep. And mm. then Kronos was chopped up into bits and killed again.
1: How does Zeus interact with Percy?
0: Well, if someone curses at the gods or something like that, all you hear is a rumble in the sky. That means just not happy with that.
1: Right, but does he Uh, ever meet Percy?
0: Percy has been up to Mount Olympus where all the gods are, and he was offered to be a god, but he turned it down.
1: Oh, very. I did not know that. All all I know is from the two movies.
0: The movies are rubbish.
1: (laughs) Right, really? You tend to find that with books and movies. Very rarely will you get a book that is... Um, or a movie that is as good as a book. Mm-hmm.
0: Because you... there's so many things that were wrong.
1: Well, there's so many things they have to change and so many things they change for other reasons like cost and stuff mm-hmm. like that.
0: No, but one of them was the char- that one of the main characters, Annabeth, her hair was blonde and then the movie it was brown. And one of the key things was it was blonde.
1: Well, it was key. It was an important part. Okay, thank you very much, Charlotte. It's interesting to see. I, I've never actually read a Percy Jackson book. I, I know your mother has, and she said, yes, they were books. So thank you very much for all that research. How many books have you read of it now?
3: I'm
0: on the twelfth.
1: Twelfth?
0: Yeah, it's about the god Apollo. So he's made, he like has a big ride with his father Zeus, and then he's put down to Earth as a mortal, with non, like no god abilities at all. So then he's trying to... like.
1: So you would definitely recommend the Percy Jackson books. Mm-hmm. Who are they by?
0: Rick Rorden.
1: That's good. And have you met Hercules yet?
0: Um, Yes, I met Hercules and he was very grumpy.
1: All right. Okay. Thank you very much, Charlotte. Right. Over to Catherine for her Z. Now, it's a Doctor Who related one. Would you like to tell us what Z you're going to do? I'm sure Doctor Who fans will re- already know this.
0: It's a Zygon.
1: A Zygon. Oh yes, I have met Zygons before in Doctor Who. There have been a new Who, but you're going to tell us a bit more about them.
0: They're aliens that can shapeshift to look like someone else, but they have to keep the person that they're impersonating alive.
1: Well, that's good news for the person they're impersonating. Now, where did you first see them?
0: The Day of the Doctor.
1: And that was the one with the three doctors, including the War Doctor. Yeah. And uh, who was the first person they impersonated in that?
0: Queen Elizabeth.
1: Right. and did
0: was you... It was her horse.
1: Oh, there was Queen Elizabeth's horse. I was forgot about that. Because
0: he had the buzzy thing and then he was just like, hi, you're an alien, but it was actually the horse.
1: And he thought it was a rabbit at one point. Yeah. When did they first come into Doctor Who? In
0: 1975 in Terror of the Zygons.
1: So that was the Tom Baker <laughs> Doctor? Yeah. Did you know that these are David Tennant's favourite monster when he was doing Doctor Who? Yes. Do you like Zygons?
0: Yeah. Yeah, they're cool.
1: They're cool. Um, so, how are they defeated? Have they got a one weakness, or is it just with cunning and guile?
0: Just have to kill them.
1: Just have to. Kill. You're very vicious. <laughs> You're. Vi- I don't think you'd make a Doctor Who companion because you know he'd come across you know the, the uh, Zygons and he'd say, "Oh, we have to convince them and manipulate them," and I you just
0: go get a sword, and, sword, and slash your head off.
1: That sword. You're in the TARDIS. Get a ray gun. <laughs> If you were to have a top five villains of Doctor Who that you've seen, would they be in the top five? I guess. So who would your top five be?
0: Um, Tim Shaw, because I like his name. Tim Shaw? <laughs> um, the Cybermen are cool. The Daleks.
1: You can't have a top five villains of Doctor Who without the Daleks.
0: Yeah. I like the silence, because it's kind of weird. Wait, how many is that? That's four. Isn't that's, it?
1: that's four. Is there something that would knock the Zygons out?
0: I also liked the—I can't remember what they're called—but they're in Silence in the Library, the shadow things.
1: Oh yes, the the some the,
0: fancy name.
1: Yeah, there usually is some fancy name. I have to say, the Zygons aren't really my favorite. I didn't really know them from when I was young because they came in kind of before I was watching Doctor Who, and they are slimy and creepy, and they've got these suckers that always remind me of an octopus's tentacle.
0: They're cool because they have a cool shape, and then they've got, like, really big foreheads.
1: I imagine if they tried to hug each other, they'd just get stuck.
0: Oh, yeah, it's like um, Lego or something. Yeah. You get these, like, pens, which are like that.
1: With wee sucky bits? Yeah. Do you know that there's a condition that fathers get? Of uh, wh- where they get sucker toys, try and stick them in their forehead and have this ring on them. I remember doing that with your toys. Mm-hmm. Would you like to? Would you like to watch Terror of the Zygons sometime? Their first sure. appearance.
0: The first ones they have even bigger heads.
1: Yeah, they didn't go for much of a redesign, but more so better prosthetics. Yeah,
0: because in the older ones it's more just like someone with a massive big hat, but now it's just like someone's. Like full face.
1: Anyway, thank you very much for bringing us uh, the Zygons and our terror of them. We are going to take a break now. Um, and when we come back, we're going to look at a, a, a hero who's 100 years old this year. Only found out that when I did my research. So we'll see you in a minute or two. Listen to these promos of some great podcasts. Bye.
0: See you later. Bye.
1: a steal. The Quarterbin Podcast is part of the Relatively Geeky Podcast Network. Visit us at relatively geeky or search relatively geeky or quarterbin podcast on iTunes. I guarantee it'll be worth every penny.
2: Ruth,
3: And I'm Darren, of the Rad Adventures Network.
2: We're a married couple who enjoy great stories of all kinds, including adventures, mysteries, science fiction, and fantasy.
3: Please join us for a variety of podcasts focused on a range of pop culture topics.
2: Trekker Talk is about 23rd century bounty hunter Mercy St. Clair from the comic Trekker by writer and artist Ron Randall. It's a blend of classic sci-fi adventures and noir mysteries set in a retro future.
3: Xenozoic Xenophiles is about the comic Xenozoic Tales by writer and artist Mark Schultz. It's a post-apocalyptic adventure series filled with Cadillacs and dinosaurs.
2: Warlord Worlds covers the many comics of writer and artist Mike Grell, including The Warlord, John Sable, Green Arrow, and The Legion of Superheroes.
3: Sensational Sluice, where we talk about favorite mystery novels, movies, and TV shows.
2: Fantastic Fantasies, where we share our favorite fantasy films and books.
3: And Amazing Adventures, where we discuss action packed adventure stories.
2: Listen on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.
3: Or visit radadventuresnetwork.com to find all of our shows and links to our social media pages.
2: That's RAD, R A D, which is short for Ruth and Darren. welcome
1: back my hero that i chose is a hundred years old this year when i was your age on saturday mornings on tv especially across uh, the summer there were movies and they were old old movies black and white
0: no was your tv not black and white
1: anyway? i'm not that old i can't remember us having a black and white tv i only remember the color tv we had a portable that was black and white
0: why don't we have a portable tv I didn't even know you could get.
1: You, you've got phones that will play anything from anywhere around the world, and yeah, you want you a TV? Te-
0: you need data and
1: you, you, But you've got. I mean, when I say a portable TV, it still had to be plugged into the wall.
0: How is it portable uh, then? Because
1: you, it wasn't this heavy thing that you broke your back. No, no, not a flat screen TV. This was huge. This was uh, the anti-burglar device, and it was the fact that it took about two men to carry. I can't believe you two think. Oh, I wish I had a portable TV. Yeah, good but
0: gr- yeah, but you get those ones nowadays where you just put a CD and then you can watch stuff in the car.
1: You can watch stuff on your so phone you in the car.
0: Yeah, but you can't watch a DVD. Oh, That's cool. a portable DVD. Just, there we go. We need
1: just, a portable DVD. Clip. Just, just can I, can I? I did work on this. Can I?
0: Hurry up then. <laughs> I did work as well. I found a can good I? website.
1: She went to uh, Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, she just. just <laughs> The one I'm talking about was uh, he appeared in a story called The Curse of Capistrano. And it was in an anthology series called All Story Weekly. A hundred or so years ago, and quite a few years before that, they would have had these weekly magazines with serialized stories in it. Sherlock Holmes was a bit like that. It was in a newspaper, but uh, it was like that. And this was by a pulp writer called Johnston McCulley. A pulp? Do you know what a pulp novel is? No. No. If you write a novel that's only meant to be read and thrown away, not read and kept, it would be thrown away and then recycled. In other words, the paper in it would be turned to mush to pulp and then made into paper again so they could print more. The quality of
0: newspaper?
1: Well the quality of the paper was pretty bad. So it wasn't written to be kept, it was cheap entertainment.
0: Why don't they just sell it to someone else, and the, the same book can be passed on?
1: Uh, yeah, but then the publisher doesn't get the money.
0: Never.
1: Yeah, see. Like
0: a newspaper, kinda.
1: Uh, yeah, but like a newspaper print, the the old newspaper stuff and the old stuff comic books were printed on, which is why older comics are scarcer because they weren't they weren't printed to be kept for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, kids would throw them away, pass them on to other people. Uh, and that type of thing, which is why really old comic books are really expensive, because they weren't kept.
2: They're
0: also old.
1: In this story, the Curse of Capistrano, we first met the hero Zorro. Have you ever heard of Zorro? Nope. No. Ah. This was set in Spanish California between 1769 and 1821. Spain, Spain owned California at that time. What? It wasn't always American. It wasn't always independent. Uh, from other countries, Mexico would have owned, uh, would have been owned by Spain and things like that. So it w- they were owned by Spain. So they had to sail all the way around the bottom of America to get there. He was a masked vigilante who had a sword, a rapier sword. That's one of the bendy ones that you see people doing uh, sword fights with. And his mark with the sword, he would go whack, 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 And he put a Z on a tree, on a wall. On somebody's that, backside kind
0: of giving it away.
1: Yeah, but he, his name—he wasn't really Zorro. God. He he wore a mask and a hat and a cape. And uh, yeah, once
0: they find out it like that is him, then they know who it is for all of them. All of who? Say he's done ten crimes, right? And they find out for one of the crimes, oh, that's this person. Then they know who did all of the crimes because he marked all of the crimes with his beard.
1: Well, one thing there, he wasn't a criminal. He worked for the people, like Robin Hood. Robin Hood may have yeah, stolen from. He was
0: a criminal from... to the law.
1: He was a criminal to the law, exactly.
0: Like Batman.
1: Ah, like Batman. That we're going to get there in a wee minute. You've already jumped ahead of me, and that, but that's good. He wore a mask to hide his eyes. He wore a hat to cover himself a bit more. A cape, all the all black outfit. And he rode a black stallion called Tornado.
0: Is that a horse?
1: It is a horse. And it's a pretty cool horse. Uh, He was wanted by the authorities and he helped the poor. He tried to get people their rights in uh, California in those days. In 1919, the first story of Zorro came out. And the very next year, a film of Zorro came out with Douglas Fairbanks, who was an action-adventure hero in the old non-talkie movies, the silent movies.
0: There were silent movies? What's the point of that? <laughs> the, the talkies came along in the 1920s and they were called the talkies. Just read a book. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, before a certain time, you only had the picture. You didn't have... Uh, able, you, had a
0: wee, you had a wee man in the corner on the piano going, yeah. <inaudible> improvising.
1: Yeah, you, you, the Charlie Chaplin movies, Buster Keaton movies, <laughs> Catherine has just gone into <laughs> this is this yeah. is her worst nightmare, and then slowly they got the technology to have sound and picture synchronized, and because you could have recorded
0: about you
1: Yeah, you could have recorded as well as film, but they weren't synchronized, so the mouth would have wouldn't have been moving at the same time.
0: So, like, if you're watching a movie, you'd just be sitting there in
1: silence. Well, you had to do everything in actions, and sometimes there'd be sort you of know, word cards come up to explain a wee bit. Later on, we'll we'll watch something that is a silent movie. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Yes, we will. Yes, yes. Oh, I'm yeah. going to force you. Blaine Downer would be horrified at you guys. Who's that? He's a guy who does a podcast about movies.
2: Ah. Oh.
1: And he <laughs> he would be horrified. Uh, I have this uphill struggle with these two. Any time we watch an older movie, we're talking about 1980s here, they say, is it in colour or is it in black and white? I mean, come on. Black
0: and white movies are boring. There's they nothing are. interesting. They're not...
1: Oh, girls. There, there's you some...
0: can't tell if that's a white dress or a red dress.
1: You Wait, can. I if can. it's a white dress, it'll be white. <laughs> If it's a red dress, it will be grey. a blue
0: dress or a red dress.
1: Does not matter? Yes! Name me me one story that matters whether it was a blue dress or a red dress.
0: The boy in the dress. It It doesn't matter. It says what what colour dress he wore. But it
1: doesn't matter what colour dress he wore. Tell me why it mattered. Didn't matter. No.
2: Little
0: Red Riding Hood. There you go. That matters. There's a
1: clue in her name.
0: Yeah, but you need to see it! Yeah, but she's not. she doesn't have a ride. Wait, what's the riding hood? Yeah, but it's her Her cloak's red, not just her hood.
1: Yeah! Yeah, but you'll get that because it's the same shade of grey the whole way down. No!
0: No, but what about shade? And then you might think it's a different colour. Yeah. Huh. Uh,
1: Anyway!
0: And to see hair colour. Yeah. And eye colour. And...
1: Why? Why? Okay, name me a movie that. that Gorillaz. You know by the name. What? Yeah, exactly.
0: Cinderella.
1: What does it matter the color?
0: Because she says she has blonde hair. What about movies about aliens? They might. They might. You don't. You would <laughs> You won't know that they won't have different colored skin or green skin or something. You wouldn't know that Tim Shaw had. It was and had teeth in his face. to all be the same well, colour. You would see the teeth. We wouldn't recognise that they're teeth.
1: But you'd yeah. still know he's an alien because of the teeth.
0: Yeah, but you wouldn't recognise their teeth. They might as well just be little polka dots.
1: But, but they talk about being teeth.
0: Yeah, yeah well, exactly.
1: They say, not show. Sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Can I get back to Zorro? No. Right, back to Zorro. No. Became incredibly popular uh, from the 1920s because of the movies. And if you think about uh, things like Percy Jackson became popular because of the movies, uh, Harry Potter became even more popular because of the movies. And all those stories, if you have a movie of it, it will sell more books. And there were hundreds, seems to be hundreds of books written by Johnston McCauley. I do did like it because it's swashbuckling, it's heroism. In fact, the last movie that was made was in two thousand and five, so it was color. And there was one in nineteen ninety eight, The Mark of Zorro, with Anthony Hopkins as an elder Zorro, uh, the guy who played Puss in Puss in Boots in Shrek. He played Zorro, which Whoa. is a Puss in Boots, Boots type character.
0: Wasn't he like Italian or French or something?
1: More of an, um, Spanish speaking person.
0: So it's like Ant-Man. Yes. When the older Ant-Man teaches the younger Ant-Man to do what the older Ant-Man did, but not make the same mistakes as the older Ant-Man.
1: I've just realised Ant-Man is just a remake of, uh, Mark of Zorro from 1998. Blimey, that's blown my mind. But someday, in one of our movie nights, we're gonna watch the Ma- Mark of Zorro. Sorry, that was the mask of Zorro, not the mark of Zorro. Sorry about that. (laughs) Zorro wasn't his full-time job. He was Don Diego, who was like a lord of the land. So he's quite a posh guy. And he was a bit of a sort of, I I say, chaps, let's all sit down and have tea in the afternoon. So he, he was, but I don't know how to say that in Spanish. See? I say you Chapio. I, don't, I honestly don't know Spanish. I apologize to any Spanish speakers out there.
0: Does he wear a monocle thing?
1: He doesn't wear a monocle, but he'd hang about with people like that, and he wouldn't be very adventurous. But at night, when he donned the mask and took up the sword, he would be El Zorro.
0: So he's like a werewolf?
1: No, he just changed clothes. <laughs> he'd be like somebody who goes out at night and changes clothes to go out. He would be heavily influenced by Robin Hood helping the poor against uh, tyrannical rich people. And things like uh, the the Scarlet Pimpernel, who was... (laughs) Stop laughing at Pimpernel. It's a flower. It's so funny. Uh, Who was written by Baroness Orise in 1905 as another hero who would be one person pretending to be another. Who does it remind you of, Catherine? Who did you mention earlier?
0: Batman.
1: yeah. It was influential on Batman, who came out twenty years later in nineteen thirty-nine. So, of this millionaire guy who then went out at night uh, dressed in black and helped people—a
0: millionaire you can only afford a cave.
1: Oh, the bat part of him. He uh, the, the cave was below a mansion.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and he had yeah. cars and when the gadgets. A a Chicks sting a the car? gadgets. Yeah. That is my Zorro, and we will, as a family, watch Mask of Zorro. No. Oh, we will. No. Oh, yes, you we will. You forced
0: us to watch Crocodile Dundee. Uh,
1: yes, but there's also... It's a good I, movie. I just
0: realised I said that in a very thick accent. Crocodile Dundee. Uh,
1: but there's also other good movies you watched and you thought they were great.
0: Like what? Jumanji. Man-G. that was yeah that's but about it. Yeah, that's it. Gremlins. No. Um, you
1: didn't like gremlins? No, Come on, it's man.
0: Alright. Ah, really
1: oh, see the list of movies I want you two the, to watch. The,
0: the hair in the old ones are really weird.
1: Yeah, because it was the eighties. I
0: think anything Do you have hair like that, mate? I think I anything, anything, I hair. anything, I anything hair. below the nineteen nineties is a bit What no, anything <laughs> below the nineteen nineties
1: is hair best. it's what? Horrendous?
0: Hit or miss.
1: Hit hit or miss. I yeah, um, Well, that, that's the thing. I have to remember that if I watch something from the 1950s, that's like you watching something from the 1980s. So, I mean, the 2000s ones aren't bad. Aren't, I quite like this. them. Some
0: of them.
1: Some. Well, we'll see. We'll, what Our movie nights are good because there's there's an intermission it's in the snacks. middle while we get snacks, and oh. that's the only way I get these two to watch them. Thank you very much for staying with me with that. And if you did. Well, I'm talking about you two. All right. <laughs> Basically, you had to have locked the door and you had to stay. Okay, now our last bit. We are going to have a competition. Mm-hmm. We want to thank you, our listeners, for being with us throughout our alphabetical odyssey. You have been with us as the girls' tastes have developed and changed. Some of the things they liked uh, those three years ago have fallen by the wayside, and other things have been picked up. Can you remember all, any of the things that you used to like that you, yeah, you've grown out of now?
0: I used to watch Blue Peter.
1: You used to watch it a lot. What about you, Catherine?
0: I used to watch Scooby Doo.
1: Yep, uh, not so much now.
0: Still like it though.
1: Yeah, I mean, a lot of these things you're allowed to like into adulthood, or else I wouldn't be able to do this podcast.
0: You like, you like it
2: still?
1: Yes, I do. Of course, I do. Scooby Doo. Gordon, I actually did watch those programs called Supernatural, which is uh, about these two guys who go out hunting supernatural oh, yeah, you
0: things. Tried to make me watch that one.
1: The crossover with Scooby Doo. It was hilarious.
0: Oh, I, I saw that one.
1: Yeah, that was good. Uh, I'm not. This is the only episode of Supernatural I've ever seen. Anyway, we want to thank you, our listener, and we want to thank you with the opportunity of winning our competition of a goodie bag. So it's not going to be like an iPhone or an iPad. It's going to be like a packet of crisps and some sweeties or something like that and some comics and stuff like that.
0: Northern Ireland delicacies.
1: Yeah, and we'll tailor it to where you are. So if you're you're from Northern Ireland, no point saying you're Northern Ireland stuff. So over the past few, three years, we've had 10 cold openings to our episodes. That's the bit that we did before the music started. And these were we skits that were we written and performed before the opening we music. Wrote,
0: you wrote.
1: We writ, I uh,
0: wrote.
1: You wrote, I writ. You wrote. I writ. All we want you to do is to let us know what your favorite one is what your favourite cold opening that we did was. Drop us uh, an email or through social media and let us know. Now, you may want to be wondering which of the cold openings there were and you can go back and listen to them. Now, the very first one we did was... Number two. In episode two, where we had the the geek letter B and the girls did their very British accents.
0: Episode seven.
1: Which was the geek letter F to the future and the girls did a bit of time travelling.
0: Episode 10.
1: Which was a geek letter H, of which we had a special guest as Santa Claus. And if you're into your quarter bins, you'll know who that is.
0: Episode 15.
1: Where we had Marvel movies and music. We had our rendition of the Guardians of the Galaxy 2 trailer.
0: Episode 18.
1: Where we talked about parents and we had special guests of Caitlin Riona. Episode 22. Which was our magnificent miss Carl, our pantomime, uh, which had many, many guests. But we asked you to join us at the panto,
0: episode twenty-three.
1: Which was the geek letter S, and we did our tribute to SpongeBob with my singing. Who doesn't like that?
0: Episode twenty-nine.
1: Which was our Edinburgh adventure, and the girls were doing their travellers checklist
0: episode 31
1: which was me talking about rocky with ricky and our cold opening was about the girls not being able to be in that episode and of course this is the uh, the 10th episode and you can go back to the start and listen to that so all you have to do is to contact us by the 22nd of august for a chance to win this exclusive goodie bag sent right to your door
0: and it shall be sent before christmas
1: will be sent before christmas but
0: it might not get there before christmas
1: well we didn't say which christmas
0: yeah
1: no what was sent at the end of the summer and this is just a thank you to all our listeners and if you win you're representing all the listeners but we do want to thank you for being with us and this is not the end of our podcasting we will continue to podcast until the girls are too embarrassed to be heard with me and you can contact us by
0: Email at mymarksmess at gmail.com
1: Or on social media on Twitter
0: At Mark's Best Podcasts Without the Team.
1: Our webpage marksmesspodcasts.blogspot.com Or on our Facebook page Mark's Best Podcasts So just contact us with your favourite cold opening that we have and those will be on uh, social media Those will be on our social media pages so you can have another uh, look at them. This has been Mark's Mess Podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Really, time. <laughs> Br- Brought to you by the letter. Said. Thank you to Josh Woodward of JoshWoodward.com for our title music, and we will be back in July with a slightly differing format that maybe will work because we can't do the alphabet anymore. We'll have to do something else. Come the back and find fa- the alphabet but back- Can you say the alphabet backwards?
0: J Y X W U T. Uh, i don't know that
1: that's uh, okay because this was starting to be boring
0: or we could do numbers
1: we could do numbers well, so I'm what would to... one be
0: one group of tangerines
1: are you are you really doing are you making a new <laughs> 12 12 days of christmas on the first day of podcasting mark's mess brought to me
0: pack of sand tangerine.
1: one bag of tangerines anyway so thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time on mark's mess podcast